Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Alexa. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And a good morning to everybody out there in West Georgia. Once again, it is an exciting episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I hope that everybody had a great weekend. We have got a lot to talk about on the show, including it's Black Monday and the NFL playoffs are set. We'll have the matchups for you. We'll break down all the games. And what are you looking forward to the most in this upcoming national championship between Alabama and Ohio State? All right, I want to start my show by talking about the Atlanta Falcons and their disappointing 4-12 season. They lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 44-27, and it was just awful. Tom Brady, at 43 years old, throws for four touchdowns, two to Antonio Brown and two to Chris Godwin, and I just don't know what to expect. And the Falcons had just had one of the most disappointing seasons they have ever had in their franchise. Four games that got away from them. The loss to Dallas, the loss to Chicago, the loss to Detroit, and the loss to San Diego. And if you want to add Kansas City in that mix as well, you can. The Atlanta Falcons at 4-12. and should have at least been 9-7 and seven or 8-8, eight and eight, and that would have been good enough to make the playoffs because the Chicago Bears snuck in with an 8-8 eight and eight record. There is a lot to blame, but the regime with Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov was just not getting it done. The GM, Thomas Dimitrov, was hired in 2008, and he stuck around for a very long time because of some of the home run picks with Matt Ryan, with getting Deion Jones, with getting Devonta Freeman. He's had some pretty good picks, but he's also whiffed, and he completely whiffed on the 2012 NFL Draft. The Falcons are just not a physical team, and their head coaches were just mediocre at best. And Matt Ryan is not all to blame, but if you go over Matt Ryan's career, he has had a lot of blunders. He has thrown some bad interceptions in the red zone. He has fumbled. He has held on to the ball too long to get sacks, to get them out of field goal range. Many times I've seen this, but Matt Ryan has shown brilliance. He can make a great throw on a third and forever, as he did in the Tampa Bay game. I think that the Matt Ryan era is about to come to an end in the ATL. He's been with the Atlanta Falcons since 2008. He took over for a very popular Michael Vick. Of course, Michael Vick was in prison for a year and a half for dogfighting. And he took over a franchise that was in complete disarray in 2007 when Bobby Petrino left for the University of Arkansas. And the Atlanta Falcons drafted him number three overall in 2008. And he has had a pretty good career with the Falcons and he will go down 
as one of the all-time great Atlanta Falcons quarterbacks. He won an MVP in 2016. He led the Falcons to a Super Bowl. The Atlanta Falcons also went to the NFC Championship game in 2013. The Atlanta Falcons winning culture started in 2008 when they had back-to-back winning seasons in 2009 and then 2010. They had winning seasons in 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, and 2012. And then the bottom fell out. They finished 14. They finished 4 and 12 in 2013. They finished 6 and 10 in 2014. And then Dan Quinn came on the scene. So you had Mike Smith, who was the head coach, and now Dan Quinn is the new head coach in 2015. Started out. 5 and 0. They were out the gate 6 and 1. The problem with the 2015 season, the Atlanta Falcons turned the ball over in the red zone a lot. It was just comical. Kyle Shanahan's first year as offensive coordinator. In his second year, that's the year when Matt Ryan won the MVP. 2016. Don't really want to get into 28 to 3 because that has haunted the Falcons because it carried over to the next season when Steve Sarkeesian was the offensive coordinator. And the Atlanta Falcons lose to the Philadelphia Eagles in the divisional playoffs. And after that, the expectations for the Falcons were to make the playoffs because they brought back a lot of their key players and their defense was getting better under Dan Quinn. But two disappointing seven and nine seasons was not going to get it done. Dan Quinn gets fired. He starts the year 0-5 this year. Raheem Morris, he wasn't even any better. He finished the season 4-7. and Although he got an interview for the head coaching position, I believe that Raheem Morris is not going to be the head coach of the Falcons in 2021. Here are some of the candidates that the Atlanta Falcons are interviewing tomorrow. They're interviewing 49ers defensive coordinator Robert Sala. I think that would be a smart move because he could take some of that he could take some of those assistants from Kyle Shanahan over and establish a new system. And then the hot coordinator from the Kansas City Chiefs, Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, who's contributed to the success of their explosive offense with Patrick Mahomes. He will interview with the Falcons as well. Some of the other candidates that have been rumored to be possible candidates are Defensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Todd Bowles. Head coach, Urban Meyer. That might be very interesting. But the big question is, what do the Atlanta Falcons do with a number four pick? And I really, I thought about this. Do they go defense? Do they take the best linebacker in college football, Micah Parsons? Do they take the best offensive tackle, Pinay Sewell, out of Oregon? I actually think he will go to Miami at number three. If the Jets get Justin Fields at number two, do the Atlanta Falcons take quarterback Zach Wilson or quarterback Trey Lance? I actually think you give Matt Ryan one more year, but you got to get a new regime in here. You're going to have a new offensive coordinator coming in for 2021. Do you allow Matt Ryan to try to get one more year? Do you trade Julio Jones? Obviously, Calvin Ridley has stepped up to be a number one receiver, and they also have Russell Gage. I think Laquan Treadwell could be a good receiver. The Falcons really don't need Julio Jones. He makes a lot of money. The smart move would be to trade him. 4-12 is a very disappointing season, and I'm just completely disappointed with the Atlanta Falcons. They finish in last place in the NFC South. They know who their opponents are for 2021, so good luck to them. Hopefully they get a good GM in here and and get a good coach, and owner Arthur Blake is not getting any younger. He wants to win now. He's been the owner of the Atlanta Falcons since 2001, and he's all he's wanted to bring was a championship to the city of Atlanta, 
and the Atlanta Falcons are long due for that. And what legacy is Matt Ryan going to leave with this organization? That is the question. Well, it is Black Monday, and we've already got some coaches that have been fired. Jaguars head coach Doug Marone has been fired. Head coach Adam Gase for the New York Jets, he has been fired as well. There's rumors that Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn is going to be fired. Head coach for the Bears, Matt Nagy, they said that he's going to be retained, so that's good. But you also have openings. You have the Houston Texans, and you have the Atlanta Falcons. I'm not sure what the Dallas Cowboys are going to do with head coach Mike McCarthy. A very disappointing 6-10 season for the Dallas Cowboys, and it's not going to get any easier. they got to pay Dak Prescott all that money. All right, we had some games over the weekend as far as bowl games. The semifinal games, Alabama just defeats Notre Dame. Notre Dame actually only gave up 31 points, which was very impressive. Notre Dame's defense slowed down Alabama. Alabama is ready to try to win their sixth national championship in 12 years. I feel that they are the heavy favorites against Ohio State. How about the game that Justin Fields had as he throws for six touchdown passes as Ohio State defeats Clemson 49-28? to Boy, has his draft stock risen. Justin Fields having a great game. Ohio State finishes at 7-0, and they will take on the Alabama Crimson Tide in the national championship game, which will be next week. Who do you like in that game? Does Ohio State have a fighting chance? Is Justin Fields a good enough quarterback to get the job done? One thing that Nick Saban does, his weakness is mobile quarterbacks. Can Justin Fields have the type of game that Deshaun Watson had a couple years ago when Clemson won the national title over Alabama? Or is Alabama too strong? They have two Heisman Trophy candidates. They have quarterback Mac Jones and they have wide receiver Devonta Smith. They have been setting records. Najee Harris has been a great running back. This could be the most dynamic, most talented team that Alabama has had in a very long time, and they are set to win their sixth national title. Part of the reason is the hot coordinator. Offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian in his second year has just been on fire, and Alabama, no wonder No wonder he's taking the head coaching job at the University of Texas after Texas fired head coach Tom Herman. Disappointing, though. I mean, he finished 4-0 in bowl games. It's been a very good bowl season for the Big 12. Oklahoma getting a big win over Florida. But the SEC, once again, is keen. You had Ole Miss beating Indiana in the Outback Bowl. And you also had Texas A&M beating North Carolina. Did Texas A&M deserve to be in the college football playoff? That has been the talk around college football, and we'll see. The national title game is going to be great, and I can't wait. I think that Ohio State will keep it close. Alabama is favored by eight, and I think that with Trey Sermon as the running back and Olave, the wide receiver, Ohio State does have weapons. I think that Alabama's offense is just going to be too explosive, and you're not going to get in a shootout with Alabama. They're going to find a way to win this game. And what happens if Nick Saban wins his sixth national title with Alabama, his seventh overall? Does he retire? I know Alabama fans don't want to hear that. What else has Nick Saban proved? He has done his best job that you could possibly get when he was hired by Alabama in 2007. He has been a home run as far as hiring a head coach 
for your football team. Remember Alabama in the early 2000s? They even had a 3-9 and nine season. They were terrible under head coach Mike Shula. They had Mike Dubas. They hired Mike Price, even though he didn't even coach a game. Remember that Nick Saban wasn't even their first choice. They wanted Rich Rodriguez, the hot head coach from West Virginia. I don't know what Nick Saban is going to do. I mean, really, I thought that Steve Sarkeesian was going to be the next head coach in waiting. Or does Dabo Sweeney go back to his alma mater? He was a wide receiver at Alabama in the 90s. A lot of question marks, a lot of just what ifs, but we'll see. I'm looking forward to that national championship game. All right, we do have the wild card games that are set. The Green Bay Packers wrap up home field advantage throughout the playoffs in the NFC by defeating the Chicago Bears in Chicago. Chicago actually backdoors their way into the playoffs because the Cardinals lose to the Rams. The Rams did it with a backup quarterback named John Walford. Remember, Jared Goff has a thumb surgery and he may miss the wild card game. So here are the wild card games. It's going to be a triple header on Saturday and a triple header on Sunday. Green Bay's got the bye. Chicago will travel to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Chicago is the seventh seed. The Saints are the second seed. We don't know the status of Alvin Kamara. He's on the COVID-19 list. He might be clear to play just depending on when the game's going to be played. The Rams will take on the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. The Rams will not have Jared Goff. How lucky is the Seahawks where they get to face the Rams' backup quarterback? I tell you, I was not impressed with the Seahawks. I know they came back and beat the 49ers. They were down 16-6, to but they had all their starters in till the very end. That just tells you how much they wanted to beat their rival. They already had the third seed locked in because the Packers and the Saints were winning their games just handily. I, I just, I just did, I just did not like that. I wanted the 49ers to finish strong, win that game, and go seven and nine. But the Seattle Seahawks win it because Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. He does what he does. They come back and they defeat the 49ers after being down 16 to six. Another 10-point lead that head coach Kyle Shanahan has blown. And I'm not trying to get salty. I just think that it was just not right. I hope that it comes back to haunt them. They kept their starters in for the entire game. And usually when teams know their position for playoffs, they start resting starters and it just didn't look good. I do feel they're going to beat the Rams next week because the Rams have a backup quarterback, but they are not getting past the Saints in the divisional playoff. I think with the third seed, they have to travel to New Orleans if the Saints win their game against the Bears, so we shall see how it goes. Tampa Bay locked in the fifth seed, and what a season Tom Brady has had, putting the Buccaneers in the playoffs for the first time since 2007. Meanwhile, the Patriots missed the playoffs. Tom Brady at age 43 throws for 40 touchdown passes. We don't know the status of wide receiver Mike Evans, as he's going to have an MRI, but Antonio Brown has stepped up. And they also have Rob Gronkowski. The Buccaneers have weapons. When they take on the Washington football team this week, I feel they're going to win that game and move on to take on the Green Bay Packers. But right now, there are four teams that are contenders in the NFC. You have the Packers, the Saints, the Seahawks, and the Buccaneers. These teams are capable of winning a playoff game in January. And then you have the three teams that are considered pretenders. I don't see these teams winning a playoff game. You have the Rams, the Washington football team, and the Bears. It's not looking good, but my pick to come out and represent the NFC in the Super Bowl is still the Green Bay Packers because they have that home field advantage. Aaron Rodgers, he's the MVP. What can we say about that? But there is a player that is very close 
to Aaron Rodgers needs to be considered to get some MVP votes, and that is Derrick Henry. He becomes the eighth player in the NFL to rush for 2,000 yards as the Tennessee Titans kick their way to a AFC South division title. That was a crazy game as they defeated the Houston Texans. And I was watching these two games on the NFL Red Zone channel. The Colts already won their game against the Jaguars. If the Titans lose this game to the Texans, the Colts would be the AFC South champions. And that game was just going back and forth. Derrick Henry had a big run. Ryan Tannehill puts himself in position and they get the go-ahead touchdown. Meanwhile, Deshaun Watson throws it and gets them into field goal range to tie up the game. And then a 54-yard reception to A.J. Brown and the Tennessee Titans have a chance to win the game. The kicker kicks the ball. It doinks off the goalpost and in. And what an incredible way for the Tennessee Titans to win their first AFC South division title since 2008. So here are the AFC playoff matchups. Of course, the Kansas City Chiefs at 14-2 will have the first round bye. The Buffalo Bills, who had a strong performance against the Miami Dolphins, and they have the second seed. They will take on the Indianapolis Colts in the wild card matchup. The Pittsburgh Steelers, who are resting their starters, are going to take on the Cleveland Browns. How about the Cleveland Browns making the playoffs for the first time since 2002 and Baker Mayfield getting the first down? And they actually had a very close game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mason Rudolph led them back and could have tied the game, but the two-point conversion failed. And the Cleveland Browns win the game. 24 to 22. They're 11 and 5, and they will take on the Pittsburgh Steelers again next week. Probably the most intriguing matchup I cannot wait is the Tennessee Titans going up against the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are the hottest team coming into the playoffs, and I think that they're going to pull the upset against the Titans. This is a revenge game for the from the divisional playoffs from last season. The Ravens are looking good. I think they beat the Titans, and they will take on the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round. So I'm going to make my playoff picks. It's going to be early, but I think the New Orleans Saints will beat the Bears, the Seahawks will beat the Rams, and the Buccaneers will beat the Washington football team. And the Buccaneers will beat the Giants. So your divisional round in the NFC, the Buccaneers will play the Packers. The Seahawks will play the Saints. The Buccaneers, I know they beat the Packers before. I think Green Bay makes the adjustments. They win that game. And then the Saints beat the Seahawks because I think I still think the Seahawks are limited. And even though their defense improved, they have really sleptwalk on offense in the past couple of weeks. The defense looked great but they haven't really faced an elite quarterback. And Drew Brees is just doing it with weapons everywhere. They didn't even have Alvin Kamara, and they get the big road victory over the Carolina Panthers. So the NFC title game is going to be Green Bay and New Orleans. And Green Bay is going to win and represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. My AFC picks, you have Kansas City with the bye. You have Indianapolis taking on Buffalo. I think Buffalo gets that win. Cleveland taking on Pittsburgh. I'm going to go ahead and call the upset because Pittsburgh has limped into the postseason and Cleveland right now is just hot. I think that they are just on fire right now in the playoffs for the first time since 2002. They will defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers. They know each other. It's a rivalry game. And I think Cleveland will be focused and prepared. And then you have the Tennessee Titans. I'm calling another upset. The Baltimore Ravens will defeat the Tennessee Titans. 
So the divisional games will be Cleveland against Buffalo and Baltimore against Kansas City. It's just going to set up for a Buffalo-Kansas City AFC title game. I think Baltimore could get the upset against the Chiefs and then Buffalo taking on Cleveland. I think Buffalo is just the most complete team in the AFC. And so it's Buffalo going up against Kansas City. I think Kansas City has got some flaws. Their defense is not as good as it was last year. And Buffalo is a very complete team. I think Buffalo gets the victory against the Kansas City Chiefs and they will take on the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl. And I think the Packers will win, which means Buffalo would be 0-5 in Super Bowls. And Aaron Rodgers gets his second Super Bowl ring. Now that's my prediction because you got the playoffs going on right now. So with that being said, it's going to be great. All right, I want to talk about the NBA. The Atlanta Hawks are 4-2. and two. I don't like it when NBA teams have a back-to-back. They only scored 91 points against the Cleveland Cavaliers as the Cavaliers beat them over the weekend, 96-91. The Hawks will take on the New York Knicks today at 4-2. and two, The Hawks look impressive. They average about 130 points, but they had their season low with just 91 points. They just ran out of gas in the second half. They were up 56 to 44 over the Cavaliers. Although DeAndre Hunter was very impressive, Clint Capella looked good. They still had a lot of players that were out, including Rajon Rondo. Danilo Gallinari is going to be out for two weeks. And then their talented rookie center, Okenya Akongru, it hasn't even played yet. So I know this NBA season is early, but the Hawks look like one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. I just don't like it when they're playing back-to-back. And, you know, they lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll see how it goes when they take on the New York Knicks tonight. But right now, the best team in the NBA is looking like the Philadelphia 76ers. They're really off to a hot start at 5-1 and one in the Western Conference. What can you say about Chris Paul making a difference for the Phoenix Suns? Chris Paul looks really good for the Phoenix Suns, although they did lose to the Clippers last night. I know the NBA is early, but right now, Phoenix Suns at 5 and 2, the Lakers are 5 and 2. Those are the two top teams in the West. The Philadelphia 76ers look really impressive in the early start of the season at 5 and 1. And don't count out the Indiana Pacers. They're looking pretty good. The Cleveland Cavaliers surprisingly at 4 and 2 and the Orlando Magic at 4 and 2. And of course, disappointing Miami Heat at 2 and 3, the Toronto Raptors. What is happening to the Toronto Raptors? starting the year at 1-4. and four. It was just two years ago that they won the NBA title and made it into the second round of the playoffs last season. So that's not good if you are a Toronto Raptors fan and it just tells you the difference that Kawhi Leonard made on that team. This has been a crazy show. I, I do want to talk about college basketball because... The University of Kentucky started out 1-6, and and then all of a sudden they flipped the switch, and they defeated Mississippi State in overtime. Head coach John Calipari got ejected from the game, and I just think, this is my prediction, I think Kentucky is just going to run the table in the SEC. They started 1-6, and they're going to win the SEC tournament and get into the NCAA tournament, and it's not going to be fair, because I think that Kentucky just plays down to their competition, and then when they get to the SEC, they just run that conference and it's really not fair especially when you have exciting teams like Auburn that made it to the final four a couple years ago you had Georgia with Anthony Edwards and I just would like to see 
more competitive college basketball in the SEC. I tell you, how about Alabama? The Alabama Crimson Tide basketball team taking it to Tennessee over the weekend. Well, that's not pretty good. Tennessee loses their first game. Tennessee was ranked, and Alabama is their first top 10 road win in a long time. So how about those Alabama Crimson Tide in basketball as well? You know, known for football, but basketball? They can show some promise. I mean, they have great players like Colin Sexton, who plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And of course, back in the day, they had Robert Ory and Latrell Sprewell. And let's not forget, they made it all the way to the Elite Eight. Congratulations to the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets basketball team as they defeated Wake Forest. I tell you, I am excited about college basketball, and it just doesn't get any better than that, as you have some great basketball games and conference games are coming up. Don't forget that on Wednesday, the Columbus State Cougars will take on Augusta University at the Lumpkin Center. It is going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to another year of Cougars basketball in the NCAA Division II. We'll see if UNC Pembroke can defend their title. I know the season was abruptly canceled because of COVID, but we'll hopefully we'll finish out this season. All right, before I close this show, I just want to say congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs for defeating Cincinnati in the Peach Bowl 24 to 21. The season for 2021 looks promising as JT Daniels will come back. He is the quarterback, but if you're a Georgia Bulldogs fan, you've got to you just got to be just down and out after the performance Justin Fields had in the semifinal playoff game against Clemson, throwing for six touchdowns. It has got to give you a sour taste in your mouth that head coach Kirby Smart decided to go with Jake Fromm instead of Justin Fields. And Justin Fields ended in the ended up in the transfer porter, <laughs> ended up into the transfer portal for the University of Ohio State, and he is projected to be the number two pick overall in the NFL draft. Wouldn't it have been nice if Justin Fields led Georgia to a national title? But that's okay. Georgia has JT Daniels. He's going to be back for the 2021 season, and they will open the season with Clemson. I'm looking forward to this game because I'm interested to see what this Clemson team looks like without Trevor Lawrence. You have two powerhouse teams going up against each other. You have Georgia and Clemson to start the season for 2021. I know we missed out on a lot of intriguing matchups. I was looking forward to see, but they were all canceled because of COVID. We had Georgia going to take on Virginia in the Chick-fil-A Classic, and you also had USC taking on Alabama, and those games were canceled because of COVID. And for the first time in a long time, we did not have Georgia and Georgia Tech. But we will get all those games back for 2021. They should have Kendall Milton. I think he's going to be their starter. Zamir White, also a great player. The Georgia Bulldogs just have a lot of players at running back. And George Pickens is going to come back as wide receiver. So hopefully they can win the SEC East. I know that Florida is just going to have, I don't know what's going on with Florida. Kyle Trask is going to leave for the NFL. Also, Kyle Pitts is going to leave for the NFL. Do they keep Todd Grantham? Their defense has struggled. And what type of message has head coach Dan Mullen give to the Gators for not showing up in the Cotton Bowl against Oklahoma? So I'm very disappointed how Florida just showed up against Oklahoma as they didn't show up at all. Kyle Trash threw three three picks. Unbelievable. Yeah, I believe that happened. So that's all the time I have on the show. 
I want to remind everybody that I'm going back to five days a week, and I hope that you enjoy it. I'm going to have a lot more content. I'm going to make sure that my shows are going to bring it. Bringing that energy is really what I'm about for 2021. I'm almost coming up on my one-year anniversary that I have done this podcast. It took off like wildfire. I was a guest host on 95.7 ESPN, and I'm hoping that with the experience I gain on this podcast that will lead to another tryout, another spot at a local radio station in the future. So I'm hoping for the best. Wish me luck. I hope that everybody has a great Monday. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. Make sure you download my podcast on any one of the platforms that you like to listen to podcasts. I will talk to you tomorrow. Hope everybody has a great day. Bye. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.